Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. We greet our online congregation in the name of Jesus. Thank you for coming tonight. We all tend to have a place, we all tend to place our hope into someone or something. This could be a spouse, a friend, a parent, a job, savings, our health, or our abilities. You know, we naturally place our hope in our situations, circumstances, and the relationships. But these things are threatened. But when these things are threatened or taken from us, our sense of hope diminishes. Most of what we put our hope in is fragile and temporary. God invites us to put our hope in what lasts forever. In something that is eternal, he has placed eternity in our hearts and long for something more. In Ecclesiastes 3.11, he invites us to put our hope in only one thing that doesn't change. It lives forever. God himself, only him, we can be sure that our hope will not be disappointed. We put our hope in the Lord. He's our protector, our helper. True hope comes from trusting God, even when our circumstances around us become difficult. One way to know whether or not you're trusting God is whether you're obeying his word. Trust produces obedience, which produces hope, which leads to joy and peace. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he, for all he has done. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our mind as we live in Christ. So what happens when we put our hope in God? It gives us confidence to know that God not only has the power to help us, but also the desire to intervene into our circumstances. Hope is found in the promises of God has given us. The promises of freedom from sin. We can find so much hope in scripture through the gifts of eternal life made possible through Jesus. No matter what trials, temptations, or pain we may suffer, we can always hold on to the hope that God extends to us. Church, God knows everything we are going through at this very moment. And everything that we will go through in the future. Read your Bible. Read your Bible and study it. Minister to someone in need. Get involved in the church and put your hope in God. Will you please stand with me? Please raise your hand in faith. If you're here to put your hope in God if you have a need please raise your hand let's touch and agree let's go to God put our hope in God let's thank him for everything let's pray almighty father you're the lord of lord king of kings you're the mighty God the everlasting father lord Jesus the prince of peace the wonderful, wise counselor, Lord Jesus. You're my advocate, my helper, my redeemer, my friend. I need you, Father, Lord Jesus. You're the living water, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your tender mercies and your grace, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We welcome you here, Jesus. Open our hearts and open our minds, Father. Forgive us of our sins, Lord Jesus. Help us, Father, Lord Jesus. Wash us and purify our hearts, Father. 
we come to you, Lord Jesus, with a repentant heart, Lord Jesus. Wash and cleanse us, Lord Jesus. We come to you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your many blessings, Lord Jesus. We pray for our family, Lord Jesus. Our family members that are not saved, Lord Jesus. We pray for our communities, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, for our spouse, our children, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you continue to work on us, Lord Jesus. Help us to obey, Lord Jesus. Help us to obey your commands, Lord Jesus, so that we may be able to, Lord Jesus, to get involved, Lord Jesus, in the harvesting of souls, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, Lord Jesus. We put our hope in you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. We can be here all night thanking you. You've done so much, Lord Jesus. You're so wonderful, Lord Jesus. You're a wonderful God, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. For he is worthy and greatly to be praised. Amen. He's worthy and he's greatly to be praised. Thank you, Lord. Father, we worship him in spirit and truth. And we give God praise for all he's about to do. Amen. Amen. So, we welcome you to our uh, Wednesday night Bible study. Those who are online and those who have made it out today, we uh, thank you for coming out. I believe that the Lord has a word for you today. Amen. Amen. But I know he has a word for me. Amen. Because when God sometimes speaks to you, uh, he speaks to you and uh, not only he gives you a word, like a rainbow word, amen? And uh, I know that is Brother Calvin before you. But the more I go into God's anointing, it's no longer me that speaks, it's God that speaks through me, amen? I thank God for my pastor, amen, and for having the... Um, to allow me to speak today. I don't take this for granted, amen? I know that this is his pulpit, amen? Uh, but I thank him for allowing me to speak today. Sometimes you don't know um, how God is going to use you. I was at the mall uh, the same day. I think it was last Wednesday. And I was going to the mall when God gave me a word. And you know how we are. We just want to run in and run out. Uh, the Lord said, go back and write it down. And at haste, I really wanted to get in and get out. He said, write it down. I said, Lord, I'm be obedient. I went back. I was at the door. <laughs> I went back to my car and I uh, wrote the word. I said, he said, you never know when you're going to use this word. And then I go into the mall. And uh, after I wrote the word, went to the mall and I began to minister to a the sales clerk. And Pastor was saying, sometimes your best message is not the pulpit. It's outside of the four walls. I said, Lord, he must have read my notes. <laughs> but God, I said, because I was obedient, did what God told me to do, wrote it down, walked into the service. He said, Brother Calvin. I want you to speak on Wednesday. I said, gee, I ain't telling what happened. 
But I just know I was just obedient. Amen. God is just looking for your availability and your obedience. Amen. So I have a word from the Lord. And uh, grab your Bibles. Um, Turn with me Genesis uh, chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to ask you to participate with me today. Amen. Teach with me. Preach with me. It would go a long way. And to get you out of here quicker. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So let's go to Genesis 1. 28. Uh, let's read in concert. Amen. And the Bible says in 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish, over the sea, and over the fowls of the air. And over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth. And every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. He said, you, it shall be for meat. There's a lot of things going on right here. And I just want to point out a couple key things. Uh, The Bible talks about herbs bearing seed. Seeds bearing trees. Trees bearing fruit. And fruit bearing meat. And then we're going to get into the study. But in actuality, it repeats itself. Because we live in a world that God has created reciprocity. And reciprocity is continuing producing. It goes back into the earth and then reproduce and reproduce. Then herb bearing seeds again and seeds bearing trees again and trees bearing fruit again and fruit bearing meat. And I want to talk to you on this wise. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't stop the flow. Don't stop the flow. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, you're so wonderful, God. Lord, I don't take this for granted. Lord God, use me, Father, I pray. Lord God, I'm no one God. Forgive us for every shortcomings. Illuminate our minds. Give us revelation of your word. Touch our heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We praise you, and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, be seated. Don't stop the flow. Amen. Uh, I'm going to try to give you uh, the lesson in, like, chronicle order. Uh, Because... God used this system, reciprocity, to bless you. When a country acquires or establish a nation, 
or a region outside of his region, they normally set up two things. Uh, They normally set up a strong army uh, for the protection of their people. Amen. And the second thing, when a nation acquires another nation, they normally set up a financial system to sustain their people. Amen? So when God created the earth, before the earth was even in existence, God established a strong military system. And when he established a military system, the second thing he inquired or wanted to establish is a financial system to sustain his people. Before, when earth was even created, the angels God sent and made for our protection. In Genesis 2, 15. In Genesis 2, 15, it says, And the Lord God took the man and put the man into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree, of the garden thou shalt freely eat. So God allowed us to eat freely. Right. I was going to bring a plant up here, but I didn't want to mess up the decor. <laughs> I said, I got to deal with Sister Wyatt. <laughs> so God, I'm just going to use this as an illustration. He said, you can eat this tree, and you can eat this tree, and you can eat this tree, but this tree don't eat of it. Don't eat of it. We're going somewhere. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in a day thou eat of it, thy shall surely die. So God put judgment because he wanted the people to be obedient. And he also wanted them to honor his word. Have you ever had some good food in the refrigerator? You went to the restaurant, the best, one of the best restaurants, and you had some real leftovers in the refrigerator, right? Normally, we go out, we go out often, and we get, you know, leftovers, and we put it in the refrigerator. And normally, at the end of the, you know, the next day, that's normally your, your, you know, that's your meal, But have you ever went to the refrigerator and you've been longing for this meal, like some nice steaks, nice grated steak, mashed potatoes, all type. You know, right now I'm getting probably hungry right now. (laughs) Praise God, because I'm about to go home to some curry chicken. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) And you anticipated this all day. But when you went to go for the meal... It was gone. Now, (laughs) now, the anointing is gone. (laughs) And now, I'm a little frustrated. I always go back, honey, hey, mommy, like, and she's like, honey, it's just food. It's only food. But I'm like, it's my food. God is saying, that was mine. God saying, that was for me, that was for my meat. 
In Leviticus 27, it says, 30. Watch this. The Bible says, he said, and all of the tithes of the land. He said, all. Everybody say all. Not some. Everybody say all. (laughs) See? See? Not some. Praise God. Whether of seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. He said, it is holy unto the Lord. God said, my tenth, you get your 90, but my tenth, he said, is holy. He said, that's my tree. You have your 90, give me my 10. Amen? He said, it is the Lord's. So in the beginning, God created a nation. Okay, a nation that had no spot, no wrinkle, any such thing. But the nation that God created was supposed to be holy. Made in his image, in his likeness. The nation was perfect. The nation had never hungered and the nation never thirsted. The nation never had to want for anything. God made a flawless system. This was God's financial system called reciprocity. This process is always moving. You sow. You reap. You sow. Reap. It's a continuous process. It's always moving. It's always moving. I know you can't see it, but it's always moving. I have a ball. Hold on. Give me time. <laughs> stay right there. Hold on. Stay right there. Okay. So God is here. Right? So God want to play a catch game with us. Okay? So he takes, he sow, right? He So he takes t- your ten. I'll give it back to you. Okay? Let me put this down. Hold on. Oh, you can't throw that well, huh? <laughs> so he takes the 10 and he throws it back at you. Okay? So you take, you get your paycheck and you throw the 10 back to the Lord. That's better. I thought we was going to have some trouble, Tom. (laughs) So God is always sowing seed, and we reap the harvest. God sows seed, we reap the harvest. He sows seed, we reap the harvest. It is a continuous flow. So if you understand the flow, then you may understand it in your marriage. You may understand it in your finances. You may understand it in your children. You may understand it in your ministry. But it's a constant flow. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't stop my flow. (laughs) See, I don't have the TV, so they mess with me when I had the TV with my theatrics, right? So, praise God. Yeah, no, no don't worry. I know you're not really athletic, so. <laughs> praise God. Now, 
sometimes God has to use theatrics to kind of show us some, you know, how he's going to bless us. So one day, my wife was always going to get me because she knows that when I see things or hear things, she said, Lord, please don't turn that to a sermon. So one day, me and Trump, praise God, Trump, I'm not going to get you to come up here. So we were filling the baptism tank. Uh, so we got the holes. Right? Trump was on one end. Now it was, was the probably length of 50 feet. And I was on the other end. He turned on the water on one end. And I was on the other end. God is always on one end, and the water is already flowing. But the problem is, there is nothing coming out on the other side. God always turned on the speaker. The speaker was always turned on. He never turned it off. But somehow, it was just getting trickles of water. We're going somewhere. So I asked Trumpy, he said, any water coming out? I said, no. The problem is I had kinks in the line. It was nothing wrong with the water. The only problem is in the middle. Somehow the flow has stopped. And it's not moving how I want it to move. So I begin to investigate. Had about maybe five kinks in the line. Sometimes you don't feel that it's a move of God in your life. And there may be some things in your life that may have stopped your flow. Sometimes you're in the motion. Marriage is going great. Finances is going great. Everything, ministry is going great. And then somehow you get a kink in the line. You stressed out, worried, arguing, fussing. Why God is not moving like he was moving before. This can't be. I had a promotion. I had an increase. I had opportunity. But somehow something stopped the flow. Now, with me, I normally investigate. Because right now, I cannot afford to stop my flow. You, uh, This is probably my biggest financial gain that I have ever had. I can't let nobody get in the way of that flow. Because God has opened up opportunities that I never saw before. But in order for me to find out why the water is not flowing, I got to check the lines to make sure nothing is disturbing my flow. So I begin to loose the kinks, loose another one, loose another one, loose another one. Now we got a straight flow. He said, hold the what's name, brother. We don't want to mess. So we're watching now the flow. It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. Praise God. We are looking to God. 
Say, God, where is my blessing? God said, your blessing, I already turned on the flow. I am preparing you for the increase. So when God is working in me, I got to worry to make sure I stay in the flow. Reciprocity. Sometimes the blessing is already there. This building was already here. But God was preparing us for the flow. I am right now, and I, I went to another stage of my business. I started this 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it failed. And I didn't understand why God, it failed. I was like Joshua, crying and weeping. Why, God, this thing failed? And he said, you may have an aching in the midst. Amen? And sometimes you got to figure out why the flow in the kinks. You got to take out the kinks in the line. Amen? Because God, somehow, maybe then he had to mature me for the blessing. Because you can't sometimes get a blessing too immaturely. So I remember my son, and we, so we bought him a brand, well, not really. He kind of built his way up to that, but a, a BMW, 18 years old. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the car. He got it too immaturely. He crashed it maybe a couple of days later. Because sometimes you receive a blessing, but you, the blessing was ready, but you wasn't ready for the blessing. Reciprocity. Amazon is probably one of the biggest, and I love business, uh, 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 retail or not retail, but um, factory and um, Businesses, they multi, multi billion dollar business. And those, if you know about Amazon, imagine an assembly line. They have to flow. Stop that that assembly line. You will have the manager, directors, everyone come out because you, it's, it's a flow. It's a, you stop in the flow of progress. Amen. So God takes the ten and offer it up. To, then he takes the tithes, which is the ten, and blesses it. Then he multiply it and he give it back to you. And that process, continuous process, is happening in your life. Amen? Come with me to Malachi. Uh, Malachi. Praise God. So we're going to go to Malachi. Praise God. Three. Verse 10. The Bible says, bring ye all. Everybody say all. I love all. Not some. Not a little. But the Lord said, uh, he said, bring me all. And oftentimes, and I have seen this in a lot of young people, they say, Lord, I'm going to bring you some, and then I'm going to owe you later. They pay all their bills, they pay all their expenses, and they bring God an offering. But then they want a blessing. God said, bring all. And the Bible says, the tithes into the storehouse, that there will be meat in my house. Imagine us secular folks, we go to the refrigerator, open up the door, open up the refrigerator, and it's empty. We go to the refrigerator. How many times you went to the refrigerator? You want something. Open up the fr- 
and it's empty. It ain't going to change. How many times have we looked in the refrigerator and there's nothing in the refrigerator? This is what God does. When the man of God, praise God. Again, I didn't, you know, I'm not picking on nobody. (laughs) But when the man of God goes into the refrigerator, God's house, and say, you know what, I got to pay PSE&G. I may have to pay the mortgage. I may have to pay. He opened up the fridge and said, you know what, I'm short. God said, bring all of the tithes into the house, that it may be meat in my house. Amen? And then he said, prove me. A lot of times we have not proved God. I remember when I first, we came to the old church, and I just got into the church, and I just want to do everything the right way. So I came and I asked the pastor, I said, Pastor, and um, he said, uh, I said, what do you think? I, help me to understand tithes. Um, how much do I have to pay? He said, um, 10%. 10%, he said, yes, 10% um, of your, um, of the increase. So just like us, just like me and a lot of other faithful brothers, we just did it because we know it's, we didn't see it in a word. We just trust the word. The Bible says, he said, prove me. Now, therefore, saith the Lord of hosts, if I would not or open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Everybody said, Test God. He won't let you down. It's times. Now, life in itself, again, just living life is challenging. But I remember when I was paying tithes, I could not pay my mortgage. But what what I do, I pay my tithes. I could not pay my PSC&G. Lights got cut off, but I paid my tithes. I could not pay my water bill. Got cut off, but guess what? I paid my tithes. And I'm like, God, it's not fair. This is not fair, God. But some, But God has to develop faith in you so that you can trust him. And at one time, my house is under foreclosure. Couldn't pay my mortgage. He said, prove me. Try me. Then my lights got cut off. And my water got cut off at the same day. People want to see the blessing. But don't know the struggle. But you got to prove God. God told Abraham, sacrifice your son. He sacrificed his son, his only son. He said, now I know surely that you won't hold anything back from me. Amen. Test God. Then the house went under foreclosure. God gave me wisdom and allowed me to obtain that house so I could be able to sell it. I said, the devil ain't going to take anything from you. But if you trust God, he will make a way. And the Bible says that, and I will rebuke, I love this, the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. What he's saying is, not only will I rebuke the devourer for your sake, I'll make sure that that devil won't give you anything before it's time. Sometime 
you may receive a blessing thinking it's God. But it's nothing, but it's trying to pull you away from God. God will not give you a mortgage or a car and now you are out of God's will. That's not of God. He won't give you a car that is that your interest rate is so high that eventually you can't afford it and they repossess it. That's not of God. The Bible says test it. See if it's of God. Tithing is God used this method to bless his people. Since we have a problem with faith and because faith is not seen God has to translate faith to something that is tangible that we can see so God give us faith like the house and faith like the job and faith like the promotion and faith like that job that I could not get on my own. I remember I was, you know, telling my testimony, came into church, and um, and now I'm living by faith, y'all. And I went to the pastor. He said, listen. I said, uh, uh, pastor, I said, listen, um, I want this job. I've been working in the kitchen for five years. But I want this other job is in the... Um, you know, it's a customer service. So I knew that the customer service only for it's a three week job. So I asked God, I said, I asked the pastor, I said, listen, do you should I take this three week job versus the five that I've been there for five years? He did not hesitate. He said, leave that five year job, take the two week job. I'm like But that same two-week job turned out to be 20 years. Trust God. He won't let you down. So God translates faith into something tangible that you can see. It's a shame that this generation, oh God, help us. We live in a society that is ungrateful. It's a shame that this generation, we don't give credit unto God. The problem for this generation is that we buy things that we want. We go broke, then pray for what we need. Help me with that. We go buy a car that we can't afford. Then we say, Lord, I'm hungry. (laughs) Reciprocity has two parts. Again, I said a sowing part and a reaping part. We have become great and anointed receivers praise god if i get a reward for receiving i'll be runner up praise god but we fail in giving the bible says in luke 6 38 it said give i love this and it will be given to you in good measure Pressed down, shaking together, running over. I love the running over part. It shall be given unto me. Let me skip over the other part. It says, for with the same measure, I love this part, that you use, it will be measured back to you. You cannot get anything if you don't put anything in. 
You cannot withdraw anything out of the bank if you don't put anything in. You cannot get anything out of the marriage if you don't put it in. Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, moving along. The Bible says that he shall, he with, oh, I'm sorry, sow sparingly, shall reap sparingly. And he that sow bountifully shall reap bountifully. He says, every man according as he purpose, I love this part, in his heart. So some people say, you know what? You know, I can't give, but God knows my heart. Jesus, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> I search. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> because I want an exemption every now and then, too. I'm like, where is it in the Bible? But God says, as his purpose in your heart. God knows your heart, Jesus. Just pray. Say, Lord, forgive me. And then you pay your time. Praise God. <laughs> he said, so let him give, not grudgingly, or not of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver. Two things happen in here. He said, don't give out of necessity. Don't pay PSE&G, your water bill. Your mortgage, your car note, and then give me leftover. He said, "Don't give me anything out of necessity. I don't want. I don't want that. I, I don't want that." But he says, "For God love a cheerful giver." So, have you ever received a gift? It's a nice gift. But the person who gave the gift was not cheerful. Here. Open it. And it's a great gift. But they didn't give it the right way. So you're like, you don't appreciate it. You appreciate it more if it was giving with a good heart. Amen? He said, my God, my God. We know the song, when praises go up, I ain't going to sing. <laughs> the glory comes down. Right? We understand the system. You know when you praise God, you f- the glory falls. The glory, it's a continuous process. We just can't see it. And if you understand the system, then you will understand the flow. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't stop my flow. Y'all doing real good. (laughs) Praise God. Reciprocity. It's a reciprocity system. Imagine this. We're playing catch. God's playing catch with us. But somehow, we don't throw the ball back to God. He said, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting for the ball to come back so I can bless it and throw it back to you. So we, here you go, we, a couple years down the line, you feel real good. You start throwing the ball again. You stop again. And God said, you're stopping my flow. Reciprocity. He said, what you give is what you want to receive. What you reap is what you're going to sow. What you put in is what you're going to get out. Because God provides the harvest. That's the first tenth. It returns to God. It is a reminder to Israel that all things we have is his. 
It was to show obedience. Everybody say obedience. It was to show thankfulness. Everybody say thankfulness. And it was also to show that God makes provision. Tithing is all about management. God give us the 90 to see what we're going to do with it. It's all about your will. Remember, you have full control over your finances. Amen? 100% control over your finances. It's all about your discipline. It's all about your control. Let me ask you a question. Does God matter how we give? It matters how we give. Remember Cain and Abel. God said, give me an offering. One gave them fruit. The other one gave them the appropriate offering. God, it matters what you give God. Amen? Tithing is so important that God told Cornelius, Cornelius, your prayers and your arms were sent up as a memorial. He said, your prayers is just as good as you give. Oftentimes, we give God what we want instead of what he requires. Amen? Tithing is a commandment. And we're almost done. But it's a commandment by God. The very first time that tithing is mentioned is in the book of Genesis 14. And the Bible talks about Melchizedek. And Melchizedek was a priest. He also was as of the Son of God. He had no beginning. He had no ending. He had no mother. He had no father. But he was made as a priest continuously. And he asked Abraham, give me a tithe, a tenth. Amen. Tithing is so important that God wanted to remind Abraham of that reciprocity system. Tithing is and giving is so important. God wanted also to put it in law. Because God also knew that he gave his son. Amen? I don't think we think of God and his, his sacrifice as giving. But Melchizedek was a reminder about tithing. Just as the Bible talks about faith, how they kept the Passover by faith, they also kept tithing by faith. It's a faith thing, amen? The word, and we're almost done, uh, tithe, it means mass, sir, M-A-A-S-E-E-R, masser in Hebrew. It means tenth, and it also means, or ten percent. Question is, is tithing a God thing or a man thing? Tithing is a God thing. Amen? Tithing is spiritual. Amen? Tithing is a way that God blesses his people. Amen? But we can't stop the flow. Praise God. 
The Bible says, honor the Lord with thy substance and thy first fruits of thy increase. That's the word. Eh? I know tithing is difficult, but even tithing, again, is by faith. 23 years. Just a testimony. We're almost done. 23 years just to get me to this point. 23 years going through foreclosure. 23 years being homeless three times. People don't know that. Not homeless on the street, but homeless going back and forth to mommy. Amen. But that's faith. 23 years, I had, we got married. I probably had about $100,000 in the bank. Less than two years, we were down to zero. Another year later, a couple years later, we was losing a home. Then we had to transition to another home. And I said, this is impossible, God. Why are these things happening? So, you know, people want to see. Now, I can tell you the story now, but I can't tell you the story then. Amen. But the Bible said we shall live by faith. But I kept paying my tithes by faith. I kept paying offering by faith. And God kept giving me increases and increases and increases. When that, but the thing of it is when you don't see it. But it never stopped me from paying tithes. It never stopped me from paying offering. Because I did not want to stop my flow. Amen? Now, the only thing the, the Lord showed me, I said, God, I'm, now I'm praying. There's no way I should be like this. I'm educated. I'm financially educated to get out of this. I got two degrees, God, in finance. It's impossible for me to be here. I give counseling and seminars and all types of about finances. But yet, I'm going from house to house and I'm bankruptcy and this and that. I said, this is impossible, God. This is no way I should have any money. But God, but faithful. God wants to see your faith. Amen? So after 10 years... God, he let me see a little increase. After another couple years, I've seen a bigger increase. And now tithing is, 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 is getting more, um, not complex, but if he give you 10 grand, you got to give him 1,000. It's getting rough. He give you 20. You got to give him two. He give you 30. You got to give him three. But God was showing me something. Increase. But I'm seeing it. Increase. I don't want to stop my flow. He gave you 50. You quins up. You got to give him the five. But the thing of it is, is I am anointed to give. And if you are anointed to give, it's a straight flow. I don't want to be a beggar. I want to be a giver. And if I am a giver, then God used me as a conduit to funnel money through. But he has to trust us. In closing, praise God. You can bring the theme music <laughs> so they know I'm closing. Look, <laughs> praise God. We all stand. <laughs> Malachi 3, 8. Praise God. Listen, people of God. <clears throat> I want all of us to operate in the flow. Amen. 
People say, man, that's a nice car you drive. Listen, I operate in the flow, amen? I sold, we sold our big house, whatever that was. uh, And we were ready to go to Florida, amen? Remember I told you, God, the blessing is already prepared. I had no money at when we sold everything. This is the last move we, that we made. And we was ready to go to Florida. So we sold our home. Sold my wife. She had a big Mercedes. I had a nice, another Mercedes. Sometimes we live way beyond our means. Amen. And God said, in order to see the increase... This is what, you know, he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. From even from me making bad decisions. Amen. So when God does a work in us, he does a work for your good. Amen. So I sold everything we had. And we were ready to move. And God said, not so. He changed the plans on me. But that same blessing that I had, the same blessing, I mean, he opened up such an increase in my life that there was no room. I couldn't believe the, and I started to share with others. So I shared with my brother. He started to give also. I helped him to buy his first house, first investment. He's giving. He sold his home. He walked away with his first increase. His first check, he showed me the check. It was $100,000. I said, what? I'm like, God, where my increase at? <laughs> I'm showing him. <laughs> But you can share the blessing, amen? But now I'm seeing it, and I'm seeing the flow. Don't stop the flow. I don't know if it's in your ministry. I don't know if it's in your job and your finances. But you got to get the kinks out the line, amen? So there's a straight flow in your life. Amen. And we're going to close with uh, Malachi 3, 8. The Bible says, will a man rob God? See, he said, he had robbed me. But he say, where have I robbed you? And the Lord said, in tithes and offering. He said, ye are cursed with a curse, for he had robbed me. Even this whole nation. Amen. I started off with nation. Amen. Listen. Have faith in the Lord. Amen. I believe that God is about to open up a window in your life. But a lot of our bad habits has to change. Amen. Amen. We can be anointed. We can jump and we can shout. But there are certain things in your life you know it's not a, a good flow. Amen? And sometimes you can't figure it out. It's frustrating. Confusing. But it's always confusing when you're serving the Lord. Amen? But you have to stay and have faith. Amen? Amen. We close it. My brother's in the back for offering. We want to pray in dismissal. Praise God. I think I'll pass a look. Praise God. We're on time. Praise God. <laughs> Listen, he said, don't stop the flow. <laughs> God be the glory. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Let's get the kinks out of our life. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, my God, we bless you. We praise you. God, this word, oh God, was so, 
rough, God, but I thank you for allowing us, oh God, to hear it. I pray, God, that this word don't go fall on deaf ears. But it will go, oh God, and it will accomplish, almighty God, what you have commanded it to do. Touch our hearts right now, God. Allow the spirit of the Lord, almighty God, to, in the name of Jesus Christ, be with us, God. Watch over us, God. Protect us, God. Allow us to receive that increase, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Lord God, don't stop the flow. Close doors that needs to be closed. Open doors that needs to be opened. But Lord, don't stop the flow. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, God. We praise you, and we magnify your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.